Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This episode is sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is the original fan-powered subscription. It's a box of things. Loot Crate partners with entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates right to your door. You can choose from a ton of different crates, from specific franchises like Marvel to general themes like anime, gaming, sci-fi, and more. Loot Crate is a company run by fans. They unabashedly celebrate nostalgic moments and characters, from famous heroes to infamous villains and everyone in between. They work directly with creators and licensed partners to make new products that fans will be stoked to see. They also offer local shipping to a ton of different countries. So if you usually can't get stuff like this because you live outside the U.S., check out Loot Crate. You can click the link in the description of this episode or use the code FRIENDSHIPPING for 15% off your first order. Dang, 15% off. Not bad. 15% off? That means you only need to pay uh, 85%. Is my math correct? Uh, Yes. Yeah, only 85%. Damn. Wow. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Showing up when you say you will. Just show up already. Oh, boy. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Oh, my goodness, Trin. This Bring us episode- in, Jen. Oh, man. Okay. I know, I know, I know every week we're like, we're so excited for this question. But this week, I am the most excited that I've been in a long time because it is one of those questions where we simply do not agree with the asker. Oh, boy. Oh, I love it when that happens. It's a... Things are going to get a little little heated over here. That's that's all. That I hope I hope I've whetted your appetite enough. Have I? Yeah. No, I think you I think we have. Yeah. I, I feel like last week we did not have a clear answer for that asker because that guy was going through something that was very difficult. And this is very cut and dry. <laughs> oh, I know. The very rare black and white question. We don't get yeah. we don't get many of these. Oh, man. I know. You know what? I was going to go into it. I'm not going to go into it. I'm going to save it. And instead, Jen, I'm going to tell you about all the anime that I've been watching. Yeah. I also saw that you've been playing Final Fantasy. What's going on over there? Oh, my God. So much is going on over here. Jen, so, okay. As you know, I am in Texas. And as I say every week, it is very hot here. And it's not getting any less hot. And I'm not leaving the house. (laughs) So I've been (laughs) trying to find things that I can do that are inside the house. Also, My husband is going to fly home to Canada in July to see his family, which is wonderful. He's going to go to a wedding and stuff. Um, That It's totally good. He's all vaccinated and we're going to keep him safe and all masked up. And I'm very excited for him. But that means I have a a week in the house on my own. Oh. The longest I've been apart from him, and I'm, I'm not kidding, the longest we've been apart in the past year and a half has been like four hours, I would say. So that week, I just, I need shit to do. So I started a bunch of anime and I started playing Final Fantasy because our friend Savannah was like, hey, would you like to play? Actually, Jen, let me tell you the story about how I started playing Final Fantasy. Oh, good. Okay, yes. So Savannah texted me and she said, do you want to play this game with me? And for nine days, I thought about this because I was like, you know, um, I really only play a couple of games at one time and I play that game until I can't play that game anymore, which is a very ADHD thing. I do the same thing with food. Like if I buy like, let's say Raisin Bran is on sale and I have two boxes of Raisin Bran. I will eat the Raisin Bran until the Raisin Bran is gone because that is just how it goes. I don't know. Um, But I do those games, too. So like Animal Crossing, I've been playing since like almost day one and I'm still playing every day. 
Civ Six, I play, oh God, I'm not even gonna tell you how many hours I've clocked, but I'm still playing it and it's years later because I hyperfixate on things. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna find several things to hyperfixate on. And it turned out that uh, Savannah asked me right at the time where I was considering this. So for nine days, I thought to myself, do I have it in me to start a new MMO? Because as you know, Jen, and as our audience well knows, I was a World of Warcraft player in a big way. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Big, big way. Uh, And uh, this is, it's interesting. It's a very interesting game. And people told me, you know, Final Fantasy is basically World of Warcraft, but anime. And I would say that's not 100% accurate, but it is an excellent encapsulation of what is happening to me. So like I'm walking around and like there's, there's, it's very stylized. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very colorful game. Am I right in thinking that this game is very colorful and bright? You are correct. It's beautiful. Um, I'm right now in like a forest area and I'm assuming, I, I imagine there's going to be a, a bunch of different kinds of zones that I just haven't visited yet because I'm, I'm new. I'm a little baby. I'm still like, I think I'm only like level, level six. I only played for a few hours. The stylization is something to get used to because there's lots of like thong-based outfits running around. Oh, and really? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the wild sexual dimorphism of video games. So like, uh, you know how um, some species of bird, like the female bird is like a little bigger. She's got to like do eggs and then the male bird is a little smaller kind of thing. In this game, it's really like all of the male characters of every race or species. I'm not actually sure how they designate it. Every male is like eight feet tall and every <laughs> female is maybe five, five and it has a boob slider so you can make her boobs huge. And it's just like <laughs> so weird. So, and, and, and I want to be really clear. This is not because it's anime-like, you know, this is because it's a video game and this is what video games are. The anime component is more like there's these creatures called Moogles and I'll be real, Jen, I don't even fully know how to describe them. I'm going to do a bad job, but they kind of look like a white jiggly puff that's floating on a glowing balloon. OK, I'm Googling right now. Let me know if let, if I described it because or maybe I only saw one kind of. Oh, Moogle. oh, OK. So they they look like little bears, kind of kind of like cute a, little. Yeah, cute like little ears. Bear. They have um some sort of antenna thing. They're kind of cute. They're very cute. Yeah. And so like that's the components of it that I really enjoy, you know, is like this is a very different world and a very different style and a very different aesthetic than I'm used to. And I really believe that it is good to absorb as many different kinds of aesthetics and styles as as you can, because it kind of gives you like a, a wider, broader basis of reference when you're creating your own work, I feel like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like opening your own perspective so you can broaden your own portfolio. It's very cool. And I, as and as you know, Jen, I write games and I'm writing a video game DLC right now. And I have to say, even as somebody who writes dialogue, that I am not reading jack shit. I'm not reading anything. Like, like I go and I visit an NPC <laughs> and I try and talk to them and I'm like, I'm doing this. This is, Every time I play a video game, it's it's partially research. I'm trying to like, you know, get this in. And it's they're just so long-witted that I cannot read all oh, of it. Oh, is it one of those where they where the NPCs talk a lot? Like you have to hit the like A button like a lot, a lot, a lot because they have a lot to say. So much. And there's so many unskippable cutscenes. But I've heard from the community that I don't need to read. I don't need to watch the cutscenes. I uh, just need to plow through. 
But um, what I'm hoping is that I will, the next time I play, I'll have Adderall in my system and I will just read all the lore. So I guess the in conclusion of uh, my foray into Final Fantasy is I'm having a nice time. It is very different from what I'm used to and like the style is very different, but it's fun. Jen, I talked so much about video games and I know for certain that I will continue to watch anime. So I'll give everybody my anime update next time. Ooh, can't wait. And I want to be really clear that anime is, I don't really even understand how to qualify what anime is because when we talk about anime as Americans, we usually, we are describing Japanese animation essentially, but that it's such a broad variety of shows and entertainment and formats. So when I say I'm getting into anime, I want to be super clear that I'm, I'm saying that because I don't know what the better word is yet and I will find it. I assure you. Jen, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, thank you. I woke up this morning with um, I, I like the top part of my right leg was feeling a little weird. It was hurting a little bit. And I thought like, what is this from? So then I scanned my memory, scanned what I did this weekend. And I remembered the exact moment when I injured myself. My brother was in town and uh, my older brother. And you know how sometimes when you're around certain people, especially siblings, you kind of revert to being the age of like maybe 11, 12, oh, yeah. 7, 8. Um, well, that's what we did because at one point my brother and I were like outside near a lake and the, near the lake was this creek and we dared each other to jump over it. No, no. <laughs> I oh, know. But you're so, I said you're so old, you're like way younger than me. But like, but we're in our 30s now. We I can't know. jump creeks. I know. <laughs> I know. I wanted to, I know. Afterwards, I was like, I'm, I can finally say with absolute authority, I was too old to do that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And I actually don't know if it's tied to AIDS because I think the correct answer is I was I'm too short to do that. Um, oh. So I so I did scale the creek barely, but I had to stretch stretch all my limbs out. And today I'm I'm a little bit in pain, and I think this means my Olympic dreams are over. I, I hate to say this, Jen, because I don't want to encourage you to hurt yourself, but I'm really proud of you for <laughs> jumping the entire creek. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I should have I should have texted everyone. But like, I just jumped over the creek, and everyone would have been like, "Oh, great!" Really. They're like, "Here's a picture of the creek. It's roughly uh, 15 meters across." And 15 uh, meters across with a roaring, uh, roaring rapids below. But I scaled it. No big deal. Kind of like a video game. <laughs> Jen, I I am I'm so excited to tell this asker how wrong she is with you. Oh, this is going to be so fun. I think I texted you that in all caps. I think I said this is going to be <laughs> a did. fun one. You did. <laughs> all right, who's I think it's you this week to read because I think I read last week. Yes. Okay, here we go. Dear friendshiping, my best friend from grad school just got married. She met her husband in school with us. We were very close while in school, so after we graduated six years ago, I tried to keep our friendship going, and it hurt a lot when that wasn't reciprocated. She'd gone on to medical school, plus a deepening relationship, and they lived closer to her other friends, so I understand she had big things going on in her life. Even so, we only communicated via a very isolated text or two, maybe once every other year since. I was actually surprised to be invited to their wedding. I intended to go to the ceremony, but the day before, I spent time with a different friend who's moving away. She and I matched on a friend app right before quarantine, so we built our friendship from scratch, and it's an example of how such a meaningful friendship can grow and last when both friends are committed. So after that, I couldn't bring myself to get dressed up, drive over two hours each way for a two-hour wedding ceremony, with no food or dancing because pandemic, so no expense wasted, and put a smile on for a reunion that I wouldn't feel part of. On the other hand, a wedding is a big milestone in someone's life. 
Did I make the right decision? Pronouns she, her. No. No, you did not. (laughs) The answer is no. No. Sorry, friendo. I can feel your hope in this answer that we'll tell you everything is okay. But that's not what we're going to do. You know what you could have done? You could have just RSVP'd no. Right. (laughs) You You also could have said the day before that you could not make it. Those are both way better moves than what you did, which is not show up to the to the wedding ceremony. Ooh, yeah. Uh, we see in this question that there is a long established history of you feeling shelved by this friend. So it's been six years since you graduated. You only text every now and again. And this has upset you. So for six years, you could have stopped talking to this person or attempted to bridge the gap. And maybe you did attempt to bridge the gap. I'm really not sure. But it didn't work. And you have been unhappy with this. And yet you said yes to the wedding invite, which I find fascinating. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you you brought your past hurt into this decision making. And I think you're using your hurt to justify not showing up to the ceremony. And I was excited to answer this question because Trin is my co-host here. And Trin is the most understanding person on the planet about when you need to cancel. I think, Trin, you said, hey, if you can't make it to your own wedding ceremony, Trin, you were you were so chill and relaxed. Like, hey, we're getting we're going to this city hall. Um, it's kind of last minute. If you can't make it, no big deal. Like you literally said that you are the most chill person about RSVPs. And even you agree. This is honestly rude and hurtful. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Like and for me. The tiny ceremony that we had at City Hall was really the least important component of this for me. And when my best friends all showed up, it was a gift. It was, uh, I, I, I honestly, I didn't think it would be as, I didn't think the whole thing would be like as meaningful to me as it was because I was like planning on, you know, holding off on my emotional ceremony for like later. But if you had told me like the day before that you're like, I actually can't take off of work for this because in the the middle of the workday, you know, on like a Wednesday or something, I would have totally understood. But here's the thing. You didn't even do that, Asker. There were so many opportunities where you could have said no. I don't know how long you held on to this invite, but I'm going to guess it was longer than two weeks because two weeks before, one week before, the day before, you could have said no. And And you say in your question that there wasn't any dancing or food, so there was no expense wasted. And that's great. I'm really glad that she did not waste any money on you. But that's actually not the important component here. It's that she invited you into this, as you said, important milestone into her life. And you decided that because you like somebody slightly better, you decided that you are not going to go. And that is really selfish. It is. It just is. And people are selfish sometimes. And this is a moment where you were. You know, yes. it's the two, you know that the two-hour drive was not sprung on you unexpectedly. You no. knew about the two-hour drive when you RSVP'd. And I'm going to say something here that you probably don't want to admit to yourself, which is, yes, they noticed you weren't there. They noticed. <laughs> they noticed. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> they noticed you weren't there. Yeah. And I want to make clear that we don't think you're a bad person. This is a shitty mistake, but like we've made shitty mistakes too. Everybody does. But we're not going to let you slide on this because you asked us, is this okay? And we are telling you, no, it's not. So let's go through this because, and I want to say, Jen, that the reason why we wanted to answer this question is not because we want to lay into this asker, because truly the short answer to this is no, it was not okay. But we want to go into this because it's wedding season now. It's baby shower season. There's all this stuff happening. States are opening up again. People are getting together. And I don't know what everybody's rules are or how things are with vaccinations, but we are going to move forward in good faith in saying that this person who put this ceremony together was thoughtful, cared about germ transmission, et cetera. 
and still <laughs> you cancel on her. Um, anyway, so it was important for us to answer this question because tis the season. We don't want people to think that just because there's no dancing or no food that it's okay to not show up to a wedding. It's really not. It's actually really mean. Yeah, it just is. And man, do we ever understand how weddings and baby showers and and grad parties inspire weird feelings? Because they're they're an acknowledgement of so-called adulthood, um, an unfair acknowledgement, an unreasonable acknowledgement. And man, they sh- they so. I, I mean, I think Trent and I have, have tread this ground pretty heavily over the years on our show. And like, we understand if weddings make you feel sad, mad, angry. Sometimes weddings can even bring up uh, trauma. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, man, if you need to not attend a wedding, of course we advocate for that. We just advocate doing so responsibly with keeping other people in mind. I am just so troubled that this asker gave exactly one sentence of consideration yeah. to how other people might feel. The asker wrote, on the other hand, a wedding is a big milestone. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, but it's more than that. It's more It's more like you said you would be there and you, you didn't show up. It's you acknowledging your past friendship and your attendance mattered. Your attendance does matter. And uh, it is a bummer that you think the ceremony isn't that important. Um, that actually is the important part. <laughs> I, uh, I, I also like open bars and dancing and, and that part of weddings. But I have a, a couple of friends who like who say, no, nah, I prefer the ceremony. Um, that's always the really special sweet part to me. And I think that's that's lovely because, you know, that is the moment that the that the people involved decide to be shackled together for all of eternity. <laughs> and uh, these this couple wanted you there to witness it. I feel like you just justified skipping this. And um, there's really no justifying it. Yeah, I can understand being sad that a friend has grown apart from you. But this wedding invite was an indication that she sees you as at least having been a very important component in her life. It's actually really common for people to invite childhood friends or old friends to their wedding, even if you haven't seen them for a long time, because it's just that's kind of what a wedding is. It's getting everyone together and celebrating that you're starting a new and exciting chapter. And she wanted your blessing and send off into this new life. And you decided at the last minute to not give it to her. Um, You feel I can tell you clearly feel a little bad because you took time to write to the show. Trin, you wrote a note that I have to bring up. It's so good. So the asker said, put on a smile for, for a reunion that I wouldn't feel part of. And then Trin, you wrote, well, it's not a reunion. It's actually not a friend reunion. It's a wedding. Those aren't the same thing. This was a wedding, not a reunion about you. Yeah, yeah. The asker absolutely centered herself in this ceremony and probably should not have. And I feel very confident that she will not do this in the future. So let's talk about the future, because that's also part of this. It's not just this was a wrong choice and these are the reasons why, but let's talk about what we do moving forward. Uh, Nothing. I'm going to say that the answer is nothing. I don't think that you should apologize. I don't think you should email her. You should text her. You should call her. This friendship is done now. It's over. There were six years where you felt mistreated by her, and now you have mistreated her, and it's done. We are going to wash our hands of this. We are not going to reach out. We are not going to say, I am so sorry I didn't show up to your wedding. She already knows you didn't show up, and I don't even think you're that sorry. And if you apologized, it would open up this whole conversation that you don't want because you don't want to be friends with this person, and you've indicated that by not showing up to their wedding. I think I agree with that, Trin. I don't know what could possibly be repaired by digging into this and exploring the whys and the hows. I don't think that's a good idea. 
If you do choose to apologize, I would say write it in a note, make it no longer than two sentences and maybe include some kind of wedding gift card, I guess. I don't know. Even even that would inspire. Even I w- if I were the on the other side of this, I would feel very weird to get to get that in the mail. So <laughs> so I I think you're you're probably right, Trin. I don't think um I don't think there's there's you can't you can't go and rehash this. Like the the time to re- to hash this out has has passed. And also the asker doesn't want to, you know, if the asker, yeah. if there is one thing that's clear from the question, it's that this asker feels shoved aside by this best friend during grad school. And honestly, I really think that it was not just the, that the asker didn't want to show up. I think the asker wanted to inflict some pain on the friend. I That's it. Uh I, I don't think that the asker is going to be happy that that's the way that we are reading this. I think you want us to say that the reason you didn't show up is because you were being loved better by somebody else. It's really not an excuse. She was mean to you. You were mean to her. You don't want to be friends. Stop. Just stop talking to her. Yeah, that's a super good point, Trin, because the question wasn't, how do I apologize? How do I repair this? What should I do now? The question was, did I make the right decision? And we already made that clear that we don't we don't think you did. Yeah. And um, man, we, I just wish you had just RSVP'd. No, that's what I wish. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You can't go back. You can't go back in time and do that. So let's let's talk about the future um, going forward. I guess I would say just bring awareness to how your actions impact other people. Question mark. That seems like broad and kind of silly advice. But, you know, I oh, is this this isn't one of those terrible character revealing moments, is it? Oh, I hope not. Oh, I hope this is just like a, a bad friendship. That's just bad. And it's not indicated. It doesn't indicate a larger problem. It's just it's just one bad friendship. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, the the asker says we only communicated via very isolated text or two, maybe once every other year since. So that to me says that that this is just how it has been going. And so for me, I think that the way into the future is not just let's not center ourselves in other people's milestones, but it's also let's get better at understanding our own feelings and motivations. Because I think that you underestimated how hurt you were by the six years that you guys didn't talk. And you didn't say that you tried to bridge this gap or, you, or that you tried to be closer to her or that you tried to set things up. You said she was understandably busy, actually, in the question. And knowing that she was understandably busy, if you wanted to be close to her, you could have wrote her letters. You could have been the person to say, oh, hey, um, I know you're busy. Um, is it convenient for you if I throw the Google Hangout on our calendar every now and again and you show up and we, we hang? Because, I mean, that's what I do with my friends with kids and because I understand that they are very busy. I don't think that the asker was unclear on any part of this. I think the asker just wanted things to be different than they were. And so when the day of the wedding showed up and the asker was having a lot of fun with somebody that they feel closer to, they thought, I should have this with that friend and I don't. And so I'm going to inflict the only pain that I know how to do. Yeah, they were they they were with this other friend and they thought, well, now this is friendship. This is pod racing. And (laughs) that's not that's it's not it's an unfair comparison considering all the all the baggage you bring. So maybe maybe looking forward, the wisdom here is. Try not to get to the point where you feel like you have to act out out of hurt, you know? Yeah. There's, there's got to be some benchmarks along the way where you can stop and pause and say like, hey, it, I know you're busy in medical school, but can we, after you finish taking that test and you're decompressing, can we catch up? 
you know, there's got to be some stuff, some some benchmarks along the way so you don't get to this point where you feel so desperate hurt, and hurt that you act out. It's all about identifying our feelings sooner. It's um, I wish and uh, let's not let's not think about regrets, but I, it's important to go through this because this is the information that we have and this is the question that we're answering. And so I apologize that we are like going in retrospect because this already happened and we are dissecting this mistake that you made. But I mean, that's the question you asked us. Um, but in that six years, you could have figured out that it hurt you to be away from your best friend. And in that time when she invited you, you could have thought, oh, this is weird. I, I'm surprised that I'm being invited. If you're surprised that you're invited, you should say no. Or if you say yes in the moment, you can say, oh, I messed up. I actually, I actually can't make it. And I'm so sorry. I appreciate the invite. And then you wash your hands of, of it and you move on. And you could have figured out between the invite and the wedding that you feel weirder and weirder and weirder about this because you are so far from this person and it's weird that you're being invited to her wedding. You could have made the decision then. So again, I really think it's about identifying your feelings, being aware of your feelings and not acting on your feelings sooner, but being so aware of them that you can make better choices as to the choices that you make that affect other people. That's the lesson of all adulthood, right? It's bringing awareness to your, to your gut reactions and being like, what am I feeling here? What is this going to inspire me to do? I'm feeling surprised that I got this invitation. Now let me picture what's going to happen when I show up at this wedding. Is it going to be unbearable for me? Yeah, I'm not going to attend this one. And I know hindsight's 2020 and all of this is easier said than done, but um, you did write to us. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, we're answering we can, the question. Can, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's rough because I the answer to your question, because your only question was a wedding is a big milestone. Did I make the right decision? And it w- the answer is no. Um, you made a decision that was um, self-centered, honestly. And we all again, we all make self-centered decisions and you can do better next time. Are we hitting the end conclusion, Jen? Yeah, we are. You know, this is something you can absolutely look back on and be like, well, I'm not going to mess up like that again and bring that into future friendships. Right? Right? Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to kick your own ass over this either. I imagine that the main reason that this asker wrote to us was that they feel it's because they feel bad and they want us to help them not feel bad anymore. And I can tell you, you can stop feeling bad. Okay, like if you've been kicking your own ass about this for a little while, because deep down, you know, you made the wrong choice. Now, you know, you are accepting that you made the wrong decision and you can move forward trying to be more aware of your feelings and more aware of how you want your relationships to be. So. So, yes, the in conclusion to me is, yeah, stop kicking your own ass. Forgive yourself. Move on from this friendship. It cannot be saved. And now you just know yourself so much better. And that's good. I mean, if you haven't given yourself a light ass kicking until this moment, do that. But just for a little bit, okay? Just the lightest of ass kickings for a little bit longer. Admit to yourself that you made a mistake. And then, like Trin said, move on. Leave it in the past. Um, what's that Ted Lasso thing? Like, be like a goldfish. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, I, give you, I, I give you permission to do that. We give you permission to forget about this and let this trail off into the distance behind you. What we do want you to keep with you is, you know, this lesson you learned about yourself, you know, like and and the knowledge you're taking into future relationships and future friendships that you pursue. Yeah. Say no sooner. Be aware of your feelings and act with integrity. 
This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. And if you would like to ask us a question, please do. You can easily email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, which is friendshippingpodcast.com. Go up to the upper right-hand corner. It says, get in touch, click clickety-do, that little dingus, <laughs> and, and send us your question. Thank you so much, Ian Parman, for editing. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for the design work you've done for us. And Molly Lewis, the theme song that you sang and created is wonderful. Monica Verma, thank you for being our agent. And thank the listeners. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for listening. And you're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. That's so much money off. <laughs> Let me say something better. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>